0: you are listening to life improvement radio on the helium radio network you are listening to the what's your excuse network you are listening to high energy fm you are listening to intervision fm and you are listening to 98.6 the mix kkmx international the best variety on the internet along with many other places to listen to aaron's opinion all across the universe and galaxy. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people, where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community from all over the world. You know, I really, maybe after you listen to this episode, you'll be wondering why I don't, why I didn't upload this episode on a Sunday. And that will probably make sense to you in a minute. But you guys know that Aaron's Opinion comes out every Thursday. So, I don't know. I'd be interested to know. If you wonder why I'm talking about Sunday so much. But that's kind of a clue about what this episode is about. To get in touch with the public WhatsApp group, or you want to send a text message, or leave a voicemail. 1-240-681-9869. one 240 681 Six nine at Aaron's opinion on Instagram at a a r o n s o p i n i o n on Instagram. Aaron's opinion six at gmail.com. dot a a r o n s o p i n i o n six at gmail.com. Follow on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Turn on the bell notification to be notified by all future uploads um, on the Aaron's Opinion TV channel on, uh, on YouTube. More of you watch Aaron's Opinion on YouTube than listen, so that's very good to know. Don't forget to comment below and all of that. And you can share, you can share Aaron's Opinion with a friend uh, who really needs to hear all of this, all of this knowledge. Um, speaking of today's episode, today's guest... Oof. A lot of knowledge is going to be shared. First, I have to give a disclaimer. The following episode, um, and this is kind of a trigger warning too, the following episode is mostly talking about religion, politics, God, creation, the universe, um, you know, philosophy, churches. You know, if you are triggered by talking about religion, um, or uh, history, or politics, or anything else serious, uh, this episode is not for you. If you want to learn from an incredible, an incredible minister, an incredible religious leader, an incredible blind person, just an all-around great guy, then keep listening to this episode. Keep listening to Eden's Sermon which is what I'm going to call the episode in a minute. But anyway, let me tell you. Eden the Wise is what he calls himself. Um, And the funny thing about Eden the Wise, I didn't ask him what his real name is. I don't even know the guy's real name. But in the community, he goes by Eden the Wise. His real name is not Eden. That's actually... Um From listening to his episode that he did with Dollar Bill, I know that Eden was a name that a teacher gave him at some point along his journey. And he just kind of tacked on the wise part because, you know, he's wise. So Eden the wise. Um, But basically, we're going to talk about God. We're going to talk about the universe. We're going to talk about our lives. And, you know, the purpose we're going to talk about, you know, the purpose of life and why we're here and good and evil, light and dark, you know, all, all, all of that. So um, this is just a really, a really beautiful conversation where Eden just pulls me right into his wisdom. And I, like, like, I'll, I'll let you listen to him in a minute. But like I was saying to him, like I was telling Eden, The points that Eden was making about living, about purpose, about life, about the universe, they are such serious points. But the way he conveys his thoughts is so gentle that it's easy for me to understand. And it's so true that it's easy for me to be accepting of what he says. So this is just kind of one of those episodes where you just have to put your feet up, relax. um, Because it's all about church and religion, this would be a great episode to listen to it, to listen to on a Sunday or any day you want. But anyway, um, all I can say is that this is just an absolutely fascinating episode with an absolutely fascinating, fascinating person definitely listen carefully, because you're going to want to learn from Eden the Wise. Let's get into it, all right? Let's learn from Eden the Wise. Let's go into his church, learn about the beautiful life of Eden the Wise. You are not going to want to miss this. The following episode of Aaron's Opinion was recorded on the 3rd of September, Actually, the first episode I recorded this September, actually, Uh, recorded on the 3rd of September, 2000 New York, 8 at night, New York. You could be listening to Aaron's Opinion in many different places around the universe and galaxy, but uh, this is the Aaron's Opinion podcast. My name is Aaron Richmond. You are listening to Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network on the What's Your Excuse Network on High Energy FM, A Good Place to Be Yourself, on Inner Vision FM, K-I-N-V-D-B, and on 98.6 The Mix, KKMX International, the best variety on the internet. So let's start thinking about God, life, and the reasons why we're here. To do that, we need to learn from Eden the Wise. I'm Aaron Richmond. This is the Aaron's Opinion Podcast, and now, without further ado, let's listen to Eden's Sermon.
1: Hello, I'm Philip Anderson from Against the Aunts a human interest Bimonthly monthly motivational podcast which celebrates the lives of those who have conquered in the face of adversity. For more ways to listen and to request to be a guest, visit www.againstheodpodcast.com.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to Aaron's Opinion. Um, Today, we are so honored to be joined by someone who calls themselves Eden the Wise. Eden the Wise, I've known of you for a while. I've talked to you before, but then I got to tell you, man, what really, what really broke the straw in the camel's back or, you know, however you like, you know, what really lit a fire under my ass is when you had an adorable and spiritual and philosophical conversation with our great friend in the community, the, our great buddy, Dollar Bill and Zollyhood Cinema. And when I played that interview, I was like, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I talk to Eden the Wise. <laughs> Thank so you. of course, as you know, as I start every episode, I'll help you get through the conversation, just as long as you can ask, answer only one question. And what who, is that? who is,
1: who is Eden the Wise? Well, uh, in small, in small dosage, uh, a <laughs> simple guy who walks through the world, who philosophizes or is a philosopher at heart, uh, who kind of just looks at the world as if it's a big map that he has to explore. And the more he explores, the more he learns. And the more he learns, the wiser he becomes.
0: I want you to take us back to that moment that you said so brilliantly with Dollar Bill. You said that once you encountered a man whom was homeless. He was and, homeless, yeah. And mm-hmm. he told you some things, and then that's where you really, that's where you really, lit, that's where the fire really started going. So dig in from there.
1: Uh, Well, you know, as he said, uh, when I met him, his, his 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 big thing he taught me was, he is the example of where the blessings come from. Because when you have a job, when you have money, you have a house, you have it made, or whatever he calls it. You know, he says that people seem to believe that fine you know financial gain or money is where the blessing is. He says the fact that I eat every day is an example of me being a blessing in this world the fact that i'm here talking to you we're having this conversation of a calling of where blessings truly come from you know what I'm saying you know he, he, i asked him i said well if you ever won the lottery i mean you know would you live amongst us would you get a house would you get off these streets he said oh no, no 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 i'd give it all away because here it's always a blessing when when I live day by day. It's always a blessing when I get to be here day by day. And so I would never trade that in for the world. So then I respected uh, the homeless with the utmost, because and then he brought up an even, even better point. He said, if you look at your Bible, Jesus also was homeless. He never recorded in the Bible having a house, he never had a, a place to stay, yet he was the embodiment of what a lot of people in the Baptist faith considered the true blessing for mankind. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So that's kind of how we, we went off from there. You know, he would just show me things, teach me things and, and things of that nature.
0: What do you think is the meaning truly philosophically, spiritually behind what this homeless man told you that in other word, in other words, to what then is the purpose of wealth and the house? And you started to really dig into it with the government and freedom and philosophy. I mean, so why, why then basically, why isn't everyone homeless? Why do some people live in houses while other others are on the streets?
1: Well, let's go back. Let's rewind American history. You'll just go. We'll just talk Western history for now. Let's go back to the Indian days. Back in those days when you needed to eat, you needed to feed your family. You went hunting. You know, you got your bow and arrow. You fished. You know, everything was there. Sky's the limit. You know, the food was around you. And if you needed to eat and survive, you know, you just hunted for your food that was free. You can carve a bow, you get bony, you carve your arrows, and then you ate for days for life because now you hunted and you taught your kids to hunt and they just, you know. Now, fast forward till today. Nobody hunts. You know, we have a few hunters, but it's more sportsman gang. If I want to eat, I just go to Walmart. You know what I'm saying? I can go spend my money. Well, the concept of money, in my opinion, was invented as a form of control. Because nowadays, you look from then when you didn't need it, it was all around you. And now you have people in poverty starving because they don't have the money to buy food. So from point A to point B, the government somehow took the aspect of hunting for your food for free and incorporated currency. Now, in order for you to have currency, well, you need to work. You have to have a job, you know, you can, you can, you know, or you can steal it, but then you go to jail, you know, but either way, the form of control now under mankind is you need this green piece of paper to survive. You have to have it. Otherwise you get no lights, you get no electricity, you get no food, you get no water. This is what you need to survive. So when you look at the way government was formed, okay, when you look at the way government was formed the purpose of money. And if you even look at the dollar, there's a whole bunch of symbols on it that kind of gave you the pre-warning, you know, on a on a deeper topic. But the the concept of money was to control mankind, set them into a system. We're gonna call it a system. Where when we bunch people together, we're talking about millions, you know, when we're talking about taking over millions of people, when you introduce the concept of money, it is then you control the flow of mankind. You see what I'm saying? Yes. If I'm the guy at the top, if I'm the, the senator or the government at the top and I don't have bills, I don't have to pay any bills, I don't have to do anything, well everybody else has to work hard. You know, even if you're an athlete, let's say even if you're a millionaire basketball player, irregardless of what role you're playing in my system, I don't have to pay anything because all the money Some way, somehow will come to be, you know, via taxes or whatever the case is. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. And So that's where government had to be formed. Now, let's talk about the concept of getting away with it, because now that we're talking about, you know, if any average Joe would say, wait a second, that's not right. Why do I have to work hard so that you can live a better life and I have to struggle to feed my family? How does that system work? How do we play that system to where nobody is paying attention to what's really, really going on? Well, that's where you create Republicans and Democrats. You have to have what I call in my philosophies, what I developed is the hero villain syndrome. What that means is you have to create a good guy and a bad guy. There has to be someone who you dislike and someone who you do like. And that also plays into religion at some point. You know, you have to have someone that you respect, that you have hope for. If I vote for this person, they're gonna make my life better. If I vote for this person, they're gonna make my life better. I don't blame the system that I'm in. I blame the person running the system, or or the perceived president who we feel is in charge of the system, which he really is not. See what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And so, you know, when we get to this concept of government. As we call it. The game, the name game is we will put somebody in place, regardless of who wins or loses, we'll, we'll make things worse. We'll, we'll do something bad to mankind. And then we'll put a man in place to say, well, if you vote for me, I will make that better. So we've allowed ourselves to be lied to or just, you know, things told to us, you know, every four years or eight years so that. We can think that things are going to get better when they're not. You know, the perfect example. You know, and it was that all all presidents have been examples of this. But you know, even recently, when people voted for Biden, they said, "Oh, you know, he's gonna you know, take the bad guy out." And you know, and I don't. know, again, I'm not I, I'm not political, so I don't have any affiliation. <laughs> you. you know, I don't care who wins <laughs> or loses. You know, after Trump left office, after what we all witnessed there, and then you have crisis going out the wazoo. You know, and I was hearing this on the van the other day. People were saying, well, I know he's doing a good job. You know, Trump put us in this bind and things will just get better. And, and then I started to think to myself, when you introduce the hope factor, you know, without it, people would go crazy. But when you introduce the hope factor, people can settle for the system that they're in. You see what i'm saying they can settle now for the system they put themselves in or that we that we're in we didn't really we didn't necessarily put ourselves in. then we were kind of born into the system but you can now cope with what's going on around you because you're not blaming the system now you're blaming the person who is the the figure the figurehead of that system if that makes any sense you know what i'm saying it makes perfect sense to me yeah so you know the hero villain syndrome. And, and, and Have you seen the movie The Matrix? Uh,
0: no, no, but I know a little bit about it, and okay. mm-hmm. and I love I love talking about matrices, Matrix, and um, basically, well, you can explain it, but I think it's the concept that our lives are basically a simulation.
1: Okay, as exactly what I was going to allude to. The oh. Matrix movie, 1, 2, and 3. I We're not even want to talk about 4. That's just, let's just forget there was a 4. The movies 1, 2, and 3 teaches a lesson. The Wachowskis wanted the world to know. This is the system that you live in today. Neo was never the hero, ever. The Oracle was never the good guy in the movie. What happened was you had two people... And and it's a lot more history. It would take forever to explain but I'm just going to break it down as quickly as possible. The movie was saying that Neo was never intended to be the hero. His job was to distract people to thinking he's going to bring change. He was never going to take you out of the Matrix. The Matrix.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: was a simulation that had to be made because people started to figure out that they were dreaming. People started to wake up in their cubicles, whatever you want to call it, the pods, or whatever, and say this isn't real, okay? Uh, if you go with the history, before you saw the movie, there was a guy who invented the Matrix after the robots took away uh, pretty much everything and made themselves their own utopia. Then Mankind went after these machines, and so the machines said, "Rather than destroying them, we're going to put them in this matrix." And the first matrix they put them in was, it was heaven. It was heavenly. Everything was perfect. There was no good. There was everything was just perfect. And then to wake up saying that's not real. This is not. People can't do that. This is not real. So the second matrix they made was a scary one. Now they introduced. Uh, evilness. So it was a Halloween-like matrix. You know, werewolves, vampires, all the bad things you can think of. And even then, people said, well, there's no such thing as vampires. and we're, You know, this is not the reality I remember. So people started to wake up yet again. You know, their eyes started to become open saying, well, this is not real. So they were introduced with the matrix that we see in the movie theaters where they introduce good and evil. There has to be a good guy and a bad guy. You know, people have to go to work. They have to earn money. Once they've earned money, they can live their lives however they want, depending on your degree, college or not college, McDonald's, whatever. Everybody has their own levels of living. And that was the most realistic one. Now, people still kind of started thinking like, okay, we're still trapped. So now they have to get a hero in there to say, okay, guys, this isn't working. We need a hero and we need a villain. We need someone who they think will bring them happiness bring them hope versus someone who's trying to take it away from them. Once they created that, people started to calm down because now they can accept reality as as long as somebody's going to help us, we can now accept everything around us. And, and religion kind of ties into effect fact that because, you know, without religion, people would go crazy. If we didn't think there was a heaven or a hell or a reward at the end of the crap we're going through, well people would essentially lose their minds. Because then they would think, well, what are we doing it for? You know, all this crap that I'm going through, I I, you know, I go to church, and the church tells me if I just hold on, if I, you know, if I keep the faith, things are going to get better for me at some point. Even if it doesn't, the brain has already told you that, well, you know, what else is there to hold on to? So we have to listen to this guy that's saying, if we do what we're supposed to do, things will get better. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It makes sense, mm-hmm. except it makes sense.
0: And to, 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 to kind of quantify into parallel some of the things you're saying, though, the difference, the key difference between this concept of a matrix and simulation theory and religion is is that religion, modern religion today, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Regardless, there's about six, there's hundreds of, there are probably hundreds, if not thousands of religions in the world, but there are six yeah. main religions, six or seven main ones. Exactly. And All of those religions have text and all those religions are based in in historical concrete evidence. Yeah. Meaning I'm a hundred percent sure that there was a, a man named Jesus Christ. I'm a hundred percent sure that there was a man named Mohammed thousands of years ago in modern day Saudi Arabia. I'm a hundred percent sure that there was a man who sat under a tree in India and gained wisdom and he called himself Buddha. I'm a hundred percent sure that those people. So what I'm saying is modern religion, although it provides a, and this is a really fascinating concept, a really beautiful thing although it provides this abstract notion. And obviously yeah. I believe in heaven and hell, obviously. Yeah. Um, and off here I can tell you something a little bit serious. But anyway, I do believe in that because it's true. But the fact yeah. is, is that a matrix and a simulation, the difference between religion and simulation is that a simulation is based on, well, simulation, things that are not yes. concrete. And religion is based on things that are of what I would consider to be tangibly Concrete, but I don't know. That's just my perception.
1: Well, no, no, you're right on the money. Now. now this, is the, 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 this is the Easy, easy crowd.
0: Part. Boy, We got an easy crowd tonight. Usually oh, the crowd's yeah. a little rougher, oh, yeah. you know
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll say this, There's a complication to that like in everything. There's always a complication because let's 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 put this in perspective If life was so easy right. you know, We would not need religion but now religion is a scary thing, you know. Saying I'm a I'm a devout Baptist. I'm actually a minister in the Baptist faith. I'm I'm actually reverend, you know. Well, welcome. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm always faced with challenges in life. Now, this is the scary part. I always tell people, you know, the Bible, even though yes, it has factual things in it, the Bible was more so to teach you faith. Uh, you know, we wasn't there when these things happen. We know it happened because we believed it happened. We have faith that it happened. The scary part about it is the people who wrote it. It's not what's in the Bible. It's the hands that translated it that we need to be careful for. Now, I respect Judaism more than any faith, you know, even though I am Baptist, with Judaism. Why, and, I,
0: and, and I would. And now that. I, now that. See I'm so appreciative that you are as you say. Uh, a reverend. An ordained ordained minister as you say. So then why. Why then. Why then. Yeah. Do you have such a
1: great appreciation for Judaism. Um, Because it doesn't. It doesn't act in the act of money. Well I remember when I said money controls mankind. Well nowhere. Does it. Does it absorb money into the judaism faith. You know when, when I read the book mm-hmm. of the Bible when I when I learned about the Old Testament When they talked about tithing for example They used examples of things you own your oxen your sheep your cows your, your food and it was or it was in order to Feed the poor, you know when when, when somebody when a poor man came to the church the priests would be in charge of taking care of them. You know, they would pray, and then God would give them what they needed. You know, and even though we know the story, how you know the the the, the adults in the room didn't appreciate it, and the children got to inherit the did milk, and honey. You know, the 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 I think the rule was whatever you're blessed with, you are to bless others with that blessing. You know, if I blessed you with well and let's just we'll just even though i don't like using money example let's say i bless you with money well in order for you to become the most richest man in the world that would mean you skipped a lot of people you could have helped in the world to get that wealth. if i blessed you with a quantity of a lot of food and you still have a lot of food in your kitchen at the end of the month that means you opted out of feeding someone else and so when i look at judaism to me for me and i could be wrong you're the expert <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't reflect money, you know, because money, in my mind, is a control is a form of control. It mm. is the way mankind is being controlled by the green dollar. But again, if we go back to the hunting days when we didn't need money, when the Indians didn't need money, it wasn't a factor. But if I was a great hunter and I had a lot of food in my teepee, well, I fed the less fortunate. You know, saying well, you know I had an extra deer. Leg and here you go, you know that to me was what it was about, you know. If I had extra clothes that the mrs zone and you didn't have a shirt, I gave you my shirt. You know, I gave you ten percent, or I gave it to the church rep, ten percent of what I had, regardless of what it was. And everybody was blessed differently in the tribes. So, when I go back to looking at money, I say, well, why was money introduced in religion? Because we know why it was introduced in government, but why was it introduced in religion as well? Well, I believe that's how most people were controlled back in the day. You give me this amount of your money, or you're going to go to hell. You know, you give me this amount of your money or you're not going to make it. And that's not to say money cannot be considered tithing, but it's it's a 10% of what you have. You know, and, and it's just the way money is ran through. If you, if you go back to just modern day, like you said, modern day religion, you look at all these private jets these preachers have now. You look at all these big houses and fancy cars. I'm just like for you to accumulate all this wealth, you had to have passed up a lot of people you could have helped along the way. See what I'm saying? Yes. And so when I look at Judaism, it's 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 a scary thing because the book was made in Hebrew. It was made oh. in Hebrew and so the people that translated hebrew now you might have some people that say, okay yes they got it right but then you have other translations of that translation of that translation and then you're going into the into the aspect of is there anything missing from this book that we're not doing is there any, that's the scary complicated part is there something that was taken out of this even before it was translated Is there something we're missing here that we're supposed to do that we're not doing? And so when you go back to all religions, okay, the the complicated part about these religions is the translations of this, getting the story right for a thousand years. You know, like you said, there was a guy under the tree. He did his part. But are we missing a key factor that was once there that he said, you have to do this too. In addition to what I wrote or what I've told you to do, uh, another example of the complication is the name Jesus. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, the Greeks wrote the New Testament. The Greeks were the ones that translated the New Testament. If you look at the four prophets, they tell the story a little differently from the other prophet. One prophet tells it from this point of view. Mark tells it from this point of view. Luke tells it from this point of view. And what we have to be careful of is just the name. Now, no doubt, in my mind at least, there was no doubt in my mind, a man came down and died for our sins. Okay, that, that happened. You know, that's, that's what my religion has taught me. Well, it's that's true. To Not stage. to
0: mention, and on top of your religion teaching you, the Romans wrote it down. They the made Romans a note in the calendar for at the moment... That Jesus was crucified, I believe it at, at approximately as they say, and, and it was three fifteen in the afternoon or some time yeah, like that. Yeah. He was that's,
1: right. Yeah. That's another complication, by the way. Time, since we know time was invented by man, that's another.
0: That's true. We're going to get on that. Maybe only only reason I know that is because supposedly the Romans wrote it down, but also yeah. too, we, you and I'm sure you can dig into it with me as well. the 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 fact the the fact is. Is that for for the record? And please educate me if I'm ignorant about it. But there's yeah. no there's no evidence to the, to state the fact that Jesus was born on the 25th of December. It's no. only on that day that the Romans needed an excuse to have a winter solstice mass. Yes. So, yes. so that's that's a common misunderstanding. Jesus Very was perfect. no nobody nobody truly. So the answer is nobody really knows exactly when Jesus was physically born.
1: Yes. Yeah. That right there, in and itself, is so controversial, and 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 you got Christmas songs vouching for this. You know, he was born on a cold winter's night. You know, and it's like it it's it's meant to misinform, and that's where the complication. Well, I don't think.
0: Is. Well, uh, Reed, and I'm not entirely sure it was meant to misinform, and the majority, and you know what, the majority of the public that loves Christmas and yeah. loves their faith. They they wouldn't they wouldn't mind either way to know that factually speaking Jesus really wasn't yes. born on that day they they wouldn't mind they would still love him and they would still oh, love to course, have a, a of feast course, of course but well, it, it's just fascinating for me as someone who loves the history to know that yes. actually there was no evidence that he was born on the twenty fifth of December there yes. is evidence to say when he was crucified only because yes. the Romans wrote it down but. Who am I to say what happened? I'm, I'm, a a I'm a Jew. B I wasn't there. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, he wasn't there. He was not there.
0: So, but what is boring. your like? What is your philosophy, or what is your theory about the truth of the matter about what probably okay. occurred as far as his birth, his um, life, his death, and then of course his reincarnations? What, what, to, 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 what, to what say you?
1: Okay, this is where this is where. The 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 puzzle piece fits the puzzle. Okay, we know as historians that he was born more like in Aprilish, and I'm gonna say ish because again, time was made by man, so you know, time could easily, you know, they didn't have watches, you know, saying so, you know, anybody could have gotten a day wrong, a time wrong, a second wrong, but we're gonna say he was definitely born around April. We're gonna say around April. We don't know the exact date. Probably spring, right? Yeah. Where we get the holidays from, you know. Now we and you know, you know, we're not pagans, we're we're true men of God. So we don't celebrate it in the likeness of a pagan one Now, going back to the history, where you get the concept of where they tried to push their religion into our religion, is a lot of federal holidays, as they say, were actually uh were actually born through pagan traditions we'll go with easter okay back in the days in europe in the european area people men would paint themselves different colors and they would hide and another man would have to find them and that's where we get the concept of easter egg hunting Uh, if you go with christmas as we celebrate there was a guy who would dress up I wouldn't say in a Santa Claus outfit, but he would dress up and he would kidnap and kill kids on a certain day. He was a scary man, you know, Saint Nick, you know, or he wasn't Saint Nick. He was another name. I, I don't have my books with me, but it was it was a tradition. He would go to the bad kids' houses and he would remove them if they acted up, quote unquote, you know. Right. And so a lot of holiday uh, Thanksgiving was a holiday that the pilgrims have made when they destroyed the Indians. In their minds, we destroyed the Indians, we killed off their traditions, and now we're going to celebrate with food, you know, food, drink, and wine. And so, you know, that's kind of where Thanksgiving has come from. You see what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. So, absolutely. so uh, yeah, a lot of these holidays were incorporated into religion because it was their way of kind of mocking us you know I'm saying so, now you're gonna you're gonna do what we do but we're you know but see what we did was we changed things to where it's like okay we're not gonna hide in paint men and look no we're gonna get our kids presents and things like that so it, it's not a notch against us but the concept is that's what they were trying to do you know what I'm saying I know what you're uh, saying yeah that's what they're trying to do and, uh, you know, that, that's where we get the concept of the holidays. And that's where you get the the misconstrued uh, about Jesus and when he was born, because now we're thinking, oh, it's Christmas and we have to celebrate Jesus Christ because that was the day he was born. When it had nothing to do with it, it was their way of saying, we're going to put our feet on your desk regardless, and you're going to incorporate our rules into your religion. And that's where the at least the confusion part about it is. Well, it's
0: not confusing if you know the truth. That
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He... Now, if you're a if devout believer like we are, you know the truth. You know what I'm saying? You're celebrating Jesus because of what he did for you, not necessarily because he was born on today. Even though Christmas songs are, you know, kind of bashing for this, we and you know that, well, we're just celebrating what he's done for it. like for me my family is the end of the year we have from january to december anything could have happened so christmas to me rather is the sign of thank you for everything you've done anything could have happened to me this year you kept me here you know and that's why we're celebrating it more so
0: absolutely abs absolutely yes I have to dig into your background. So you're an ordained minister, as you say, a, a reverend. What you know? Experiences did you have in your life that number one? What what pushed you over the edge and inspired you to obtain ordainment? And what what process did you need to go through to obtain that in in society? Oh. And what what exactly do what exactly do ministers and reverends do all day? I don't know. A Jew like me has always wanted to know.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's, a, it's, it's a life process. I don't say that. Let's start there. Being a Christian, being a, a Jew, or being in the straight and narrow, that is an adventure of itself. We have a lot of distractions in life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's a lot of things that will get in our way. You know what I'm saying? As far as knocking us off the high horse, you know, uh, to become a good person, you have to get through the temptations in life. So your main job is to lead by example. Now, that is tough in and of itself. Now, growing up, uh, my grandfather was a pastor of the church. My mom and my dad became ministers. My mom and dad are actually passed. My mom is a pastor. My dad used to be a pastor. Uh, so I've always had dreams about doing it. But, you know, being the guy that I am, I look so past life and I looked at the hardships they went through. And I always looked at the things they had to go through to maintain their edge over the other people who wanted to do what they wanted to do. You know, and I was always a guy who heard things in the church. Now I never told people I always had to play the role of uh
0: No purchase necessary for We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: The not paying attention guy will say that. You know, I just kind of do my own thing. I hear what they say, but it was by myself when I start to examine things that they are saying, examine things that are going on in the church, and then I kind of historialize a point A to point B on what's going on versus what's supposed to be going on. You know, a lot of people that grew up in my church didn't really take it seriously. You know, saying they kind of did their own thing. And then, you know, and then we all get our doubt in place. Right? Oh, am I in the right place here? Is mm-hmm. something not right? Are we doing something wrong? You know, if you tell me, hey, man, you got to do this, you got to do that, or you're not going to make it. Well, you would think that fear alone, because, you know, everybody has that fear factor. You know, you're not going to go walk down the dark alley because you're not going to, you know, you're not going to just put yourself in danger. So in my mind, you would think they would listen right off the bat what the preacher's telling them so that they can do right and get their souls right, you know? And so I was like, well, why bother? Why would I do it? I always had dreams about preaching, you know, I'd always be in just behind the pulpit, teaching these, you know, teaching people this and teaching people that, uh, you know, but it's like, you know, why bother if, if they're wasting their time, why would I waste mine? You know, that's the mind frame I had, you know, and so I didn't bother with it, but I still would help people outside the church. You know what I'm saying? The bum, on, you know, the bum I met, I've been in WhatsApp groups, you know, just kind of telling people what I know. And like, well, this is how I look at life and, you know, give away your food, this, and you should do that. And then one day somebody said, hey, man, you should just be a preacher. And it kind of brought it back to my memory. Like, well, yeah, but, you know, I don't know, they're not going to listen to me. I'm just wasting my time up here, you know. So, <laughs> Finally I just kind of bit the bullet. It was ironic because I didn't even it what it just kinda of happened. It wasn't like a you know eh, when you're gonna do this, that no. It was a, a situation where my aunt said, Can you be the guest speaker at your mom's anniversary? You know. And it just launched from there. You know, I had a sermon, people loved it, and I said, you know what? Let's just go from there. You know, let's do what we gotta do.
0: So right, and so then, what process what did you have to go through a specific schooling university like a legal process to to call yourself reverend minister? like like I'm sure there has to be some ceremonial process that you have to go through to be able to legally call yourself yeah. a, yes c- you do. C- correct
1: Yes, you do. I had to preach a sermon I had to show that I knew the Bible uh to get my license. I had to kind of prove that you know, I'm really, really doing it for the Lord. So I had to kind of do a whole lot of hoop jumping, as I call it, jumping through hula hoops, you know, Uh knowing they are showing that I know the Bible, showing that, you know, my faith is really in it. I didn't get my license on that day. They had to actually see evidence. The church rather had to see evidence that, yeah, this guy is, you know, the real deal, holy field. And it wasn't until other sermons they said oh yeah yeah well most definitely we're definitely gonna ordain this guy we're definitely gonna put him in the pulpit uh and, and everybody was so surprised because they heard me and they said we never knew you had that kind of knowledge in you you know my dad kind of walked to me and said wow you really was paying attention in church and so yeah you know i, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't act like it but i've always paid attention you know? you know that was the strategy to make you think i wasn't you know
0: <laughs> right right yeah yeah it's, it's funny, you know, and it's 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 cute because in my in my faith, as a Jewish person, we have a, a couple, several holidays, you know, the head of the year, you know, as mm-hmm. you know, Rosh Hashanah, you know, and yeah. we go to a, a synagogue and we have a, a, a service, two and a half hours, yeah. served, a couple hours, you know, and throughout different points, you know, you have to stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously the only reason why they make you do that, it's not because it's good exercise, it is. It's just because they know that half the people there aren't paying attention. So yeah, us Jews don't pay attention either. In case, in case you're wondering, <laughs> it's it's not just something that happens in churches. Nope, synagogues got it too. You got someone sleeping in the back every every time. Oh, yep, man, that's yeah. why you have to keep getting up, get down, get up, get down. Yep. yep.
1: Yeah. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's that's truly true. Truly fascinating. You know, let's 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 kind of go outwards a little bit. I mean. Uh, You know, what can you tell me about, you know, maybe the the community where you live, the dynamics of the community, um, you know, some of the interesting things you've observed about the particular city where you're living and things like that?
1: Well... First start is the church that I go to. Ironically speaking, we actually have our services in a Jewish church. Uh, or Jewish, Rabbi. you mean
0: <laughs> and, and and that's not ironic at all. So yeah. so the the, the, the word is, is would be synagogue or temple. Synagogue, um, yeah. Um, synagogue. synagogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this is very common. Um many many congregations share space because there's not enough buildings. I mean, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. Oh, Okay.
1: Yeah, so we're under uh, the guy who owns the synagogue uh, is Rabbi Gonzalez, I believe his name is. My mom met him first, but that's kind of where we congregate at. So, mm-hmm. you know, from time to time, I kind of try to pick his brain, and you know, he's always like, "Ah, you're just like so intellectual." It's like, and a, and a scary thing, you know, I have coworkers at work that kind of, you know, they try to pick at my brain, and it's like, man, I don't know where you come up with these concepts but they're so true you know that's
0: what's really you know that's what for me that's what's really lighting the fire under my ass that's the real kick in the ass for me is because Mm. you really you explain things in a in a strong way a loving way Mm -hmm. but then there's just a way that's just like yeah you're right yeah like like,
1: ding you're
0: right bingo got yeah. that
1: one right you know yeah because yeah. you know and I tell people all the time and they tell you, yeah when well, you should educate men- other ministers out there because let's just take the concept of Jesus you know he right. wasn't this guy who was just out there you know what I'm saying if anything he was the guy who you just didn't talk to you know what I'm saying he was just you know he wasn't the the, the 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 light of the party He wasn't the the high priest that just wore the all the finest linen and he was just this this guy that you respected you know so he was just a normal guy that had love for man you know his goal in my book at least in my opinion i'm only here to save mankind i'm not here to boast my chest i'm not here to brag i'm not here to 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 have the finest purple robes and all this other stuff my only goal is to save a world that Mm -hmm. my dad gave up on technically you know because at some point god got tired of it you know people weren't listening every time he give us a chance we would blow it we'd go back to our old wicked ways every single time right all,
0: right you know, which is make- why which is why eden i i look up to you so much because you're 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 educating me you're teaching me a great life lesson which mm-hmm. is that i should try to see the good in other people. If you really talk to me and trust me, we're going to talk a lot in my WhatsApp group. You're going to get to know me really well. Actually, you're going to get to know me so well that you wish you hadn't known me. You're going to oh, get to know me way is, too well. Yeah. But one thing one thing that I'm going to tell you is that I am a proud pessimist and I, I yeah. really have seen, as you have, just in a different way, mm-hmm. I have seen the negative side of people and I've seen yeah. the negative side of society. So am I going to sit here and, and tell you know until you even the wise do i truly think that people are good no i don't i think that right. most people are evil yeah i think but that's why more- Okay. Go ahead. Right. So, I mean, the problem—the problem that I have—is that I I only see people as evil, and I only see them as good once they prove it. You know, yeah. I had to listen to an episode of you talking to Dollar Bill for me to be proven, for me to say, you know what, Eden's a great guy. I got to talk to him. I'm not just gonna say and you you have every right in in the book to to completely disagree with this but oh, yeah. i'm not the type of man who's going to say well i'm going to trust you or be nice to you just because it's a good thing to be nice to people no actually no not with me i generally start out further and as yeah. you prove your worth as you prove your greatness we come mm-hmm. closer but yeah. you know a lot of people would disagree and a lot of people would say well then Aaron, you're never gonna have friends well Okay. But we have a lot of really bad people all over the world, but to what, and I'm, this is a common question that is asked theologically to, what is the purpose of evil? Why are there so many brutal and evil people on this planet? If heaven is so perfect.
1: Yeah. What my teacher taught me as a basis, I kind of learned in my own concept, right? You cannot have a day without night. You cannot have good without evil. There has to be a constant balance in the world. If you look at the book of Job, it makes the perfect example of this. Mm -hmm. There has to be good and evil. I believe God does not recognize one thing or the other as a has to be. Job was, Job's family was destroyed after Satan was given permission, not just permission, he suggested Job. He didn't just say, you know what, I know you're going to do what you want to do and you're a bad person, so whatever, just go do it. No, he said, have you considered my servant Job? He took the best person you can think of in his time and said, go mess with him so I can see that he's a good person at the end of the day. There has to be evil in the world. There has to be bad people in the world to continuously test the heart. And one of my sermons, I preach that the Bible teaches two paths in life that mankind can go. Your heart can go in one direction where you are willing to take a man's life due to what your heart is telling you to do. Or your path can take you to giving up your life for someone, you know, sacrifice, what Jesus taught us, you know. And so... There has to be bad in the world. There has to be bad in the world. Otherwise, we wouldn't need religion. We wouldn't need Jesus. We wouldn't need God. There has to be a balance in the world. That was what my teach. you know, when you see the yin-yang symbol with my name, it's because there has to be balance. With every evil person in the world, there is good in them. And for every good person in the world, there is evil in them. That is the cardinal rule of how the world works. You cannot have one without the other. There has to be balance. That was what he strived to mean. You cannot be angry Absolutely. and happy at the same time, and You cannot be good and evil at the same time. There has to be a little bit of both in you. You know, this is going to sound crazy, but Donald Trump is someone we needed. Why did I say that? Why do we need a man like that running the country? Because He's going to do one or two things to test you. He's either going to make you hate him or he's going to make you say, you know what? For that man. You know what I'm saying? By design, he was the example of mankind at its worst. He was not a good president. He was, you know, and I don't care what people say. He Right, had, right. You he, know he what? Your, like, observ-
0: your observation. Your So in other words, I mean, you you really – I got to –
1: but by the way, how 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 old are you? By the way, <laughs> well, uh, I'm 41, but you can say I'm 20, you know. No, yeah. But I'm I 41. You know? Okay, I, because I you're because you're
0: t- because you're 10 years older than me. I'm 31. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which might have been a surprise to you. Probably not, because you're, you're such a wise and wonderful person. But what mm-hmm. you said, what you said about Trump, though that is a really true thing you know i I really i really take that to heart as someone and i'm gonna i'm gonna be overly honest and i don't need to but i am as someone who voted for trump twice yeah i i I can tell you that i voted for trump because of the policies that i knew he would do yeah and that and that's my own opinion the personality quirks that i liked about him, but overall I thought that he was the less the less bad the less person. The, the mm-hmm. lesser of the two. Eaters. But what you said helps me to understand politics even further. You're saying that Trump is the exemplification, the, the the that President Trump is the is the best example of what a really good person is in an evil sense of the word, basically. Yeah. Basically, yeah. okay. I think you're. I, I think yeah. you're. I think it's an absolutely fascinating concept. Yeah.
1: Let me elaborate. Yeah, and let me elaborate further. <clears throat> yeah, I have, I have a best friend in work. He's also a transport. He's like my BFF. You know, so we talk about a lot of things. And what I told him was, you know, I'm not a political. I've never voted. You know, I right. don't vote. But you know, where people get the concept of of Trump, because you would say, "Oh, he's racist. He's racist." I say, I don't really think he's racist in the in the sense of. He said the N-word, you know, he's directly disrespected blacks or anything like that. That's not why people should call him racist, if anything. And they should call any president the same way racist. Because where I would call him at least confused racist is he never stood up for what was right and wrong when it came to race. You know, he was worried about votes. And even he came out and admitted, yeah, I I know I kept my cool. I didn't really talk about it because I wanted the votes. You know, I wanted everybody to vote.
0: That's I true. wanted
1: you to love me. I wanted the racist people to love me. I needed the votes because I feel like I'm a celebrity. Y'all are politicians, so I need everybody. The,
0: the, you know, that's, either- but, but see, here's, here's, here's what I'm loving. You just put your finger on exactly the problem with him. You exactly put your finger on the problem. President Trump at that time needed the evil people to love him. And that yeah. is a problem. That is a well, serious problem.
1: Yeah. Well, let's go back to the system right. I talked about. Let's sure. go back to the original source. Mm-hmm. But I told my friend to work. I said, Trump, in my mind, was a cool person. Where he messed up is he put himself in the system, trying to play the good guy. And the system changed him and showed his true colors. Because to change the world, being a president is not where that's <clears throat> going. You cannot change the system being the president. Well, why do you say that? Ed? Well, because you have people over you. You can't just sign a bill and make things go away. There's a Senate you have to go through. There's a House you have to go through. So you being the president didn't do anything. All it did was put you in the very system that I explained at the beginning of this podcast, the system of government that says we need to control mankind by introducing taxes, money. You know, we live in a world surrounded by water. Why are we paying for that? You know, we live in a world where electricity is free because it comes from the sky. But it's not. Why are we paying for these things? You didn't go up there, Donald Trump or Obama or Biden or Clinton, and say, why are we paying for this? Why are people paying for things that, are, that we are surrounded? These are natural things on the earth that should not be charged at all. We don't need to be buying houses. People should have a place to live for free. We have the money, so we need to pay for their housing. You know, the things that people should be paying for is like gasoline. You know, uh, you want to, you know, we don't have horses anymore. Obviously, we're driving cars, so you know, gasoline is is something that has to be processed and doing this, doing that, and it's not every everywhere. So, you know, even though I don't agree, gasoline should be free in my book as well. But if you want to just charge gas, that's fine. We wouldn't have poverty. Poor people, bums. We would have none of these problems if one guy in the presidency said, "You know what, guys? This this is ridiculous. Let's not talk about taxes being too high because we shouldn't have taxes on certain things in the first place." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Taxes, yes. 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 Know. Yes.
0: Yes. I mean, I think I think we I think you know you really you, you know I I hope that everybody was listening because I think you really helped to concretely kind of. Yes and un- make that concept of politics and these the, the problem with some of these people really easier for me to accept. You 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 made it easier for me to understand why these mm-hmm. people are even worse than, than what I think. Per- personally, I I, I got to tell you, but as far as politics go, politicians, I think they're all pretty, I think they're all equally bad people in different <laughs> ways. But, but I love your philosophy about making the observation that President Trump probably put himself into situations where he was surrounded by evil and i think that yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. extremely accurate extremely accurate mm-hmm. i'm sure that you know here let's 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 change some flavors in the meal here so if you are okay. working as a, as a minister or doing things at church what are some of the hobbies that you enjoy in life that i wouldn't expect even the wise to do
1: uh, uh you know there's a lot of things that I used to do that I don't do anymore. You know. Okay, but um, what are you
0: doing now? What do you do now? We don't um, have to go back to your whole the whole.
1: You know, I, I, you know my my main hobby is I like just, just generally helping people. You know, what makes my day is if somebody comes up to me who doesn't understand something, and then I say something to them, and now they understand. That's kind of like the main hobby that I like to do. You know, my thing is I get a kick out of puts a big smile, a Kool-Aid smile on my face when I have said <laughs> somebody that helped them. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody at my job says, Oh man, I don't have the money for lunch and I have the money and I give it to them. It just it does something for me that day because now I'm having a good day knowing that you get to eat today. You know what I'm saying? So it's you know, it 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 does something for me when it when it comes to helping somebody. You know, when I look at the world, I have such a a compassionate heart for mankind where I just look at people and say, golly, you know, we're both in this system, you know, we're both in this prison that, that the government has made for us. But if I can help you in any kind of way, it makes me feel really, really good. You know, it just, it just it's just something about that, you know, uh, you know, but, but, but before him, when I was just thinking about me, and I and I still knew about the system even then, back in 99, I, I had an idea because of my, my teacher, but I had a, a selfish attitude about it because I'm like, well, you know, I, you know, first first thing we usually do, is we blame God, you know, hey, if he can have all over, why does he allow these things to happen to us, you know, he has the power to snap his finger and make it go away, especially because I did nothing wrong, you know what I'm saying? But yes. what he has to teach us in life, the Bible, religion, in any religion actually teaches this, in order to become a better person, you have to be an example of bad things to come. You have <laughs> to be able to tell somebody else, this is what happened to me. And if you keep the faith, You'll yeah. be okay. You know what I'm saying? It won't be so bad. That's,
0: that's true. But I'd rather, I, I I do understand what you're saying, but let me just, yeah. let me just d- disappoint you. I'm not going to be an example for, for you. I'm not going to be an example of bad things to come because enough bad things have already happened. I don't want to be, I don't want to be the exemplification.
1: You already are. You know, people seem to believe that blessings means I won the lottery. You know, I, I'm a richer person now. I can buy right. everyone. My problems will go away because I have all this money and that's not the case. The blessings come when you can look back at your life and say, in spite of all these things that have happened to me, I'm still here strong. My faith is strong. My heart is strong, you know. And so, you know, the concept of life is, is, is in order to teach somebody something, you have to have been through it yourself. You know, I can't I can't teach you that your heart has to be in the right place if my heart at some point wasn't in the right place. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, it, you know, it's called testimonies. You know, you have to have a set testimony. You know, I went through this, I went through that, and then at some point along the way, I had to learn that things are not as bad if I keep my heart in the right place. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and like you said, I'm a pessimist. You know, that's nothing wrong with being a pessimist. There's nothing wrong with being an optimistic person because it's all about it. The the journey in life is to learn how to deal with the system that me and you were born in. You know what I'm saying? We didn't make this system. We didn't contribute to it. We didn't build it. We wasn't even there when they invented the dollar. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't there when they sat around the table and said, you know what? How do we control millions of people? Not just four or five people. Not just a plantation of people. How do we control a whole nation? You know what I'm saying? How do we sit there and make sure that the money is going our way and not their way? Well, this is what we need to do, step by step, blueprint by blueprint. So no matter what you do, poor people tend to get poorer. Richer people tend to be okay. You know, look at the prices now today. And so the journey is you're gonna go through it. You know, no matter what, you're gonna go through it. And then one thing or another is gonna happen to you. It's either gonna make you a better person what's going to make you the worst person you know what i'm saying absolutely
0: absolutely we just have a couple minutes left in the hour um i always love to wrap it up or slowly walk to a beautiful end to a beautiful absolutely magnificent episode by saying um yeah by saying so what are some questions that you have for me i mean i really I've really, you know, held your feet to the fire, you know, getting you to come to this podcast and I loved every oh, every word that came out of your mouth, but I'm sure you you really have some questions for me that you want to dig into. I tell you what, I'll I'll give you I'll give you two questions that you can ask and then I'm going to ask you a final okay. a final okay. beautiful question.
1: All right. Uh, how well do you know the Hebrew language
0: being in the Jewish faith? That's a beautiful question. I really don't Um, I know some of the some of the prayers that we would use throughout the year. I know some of those. But as far as Mm -hmm. the modern spoken Hebrew, I I do not know Uh, the vast majority of Jewish people around the planet do not speak Hebrew. Unless, of course, you live in Israel, then you would. But the majority of of Jewish people that that can speak Hebrew is no no Mm -hmm. greater or no less than the than the value of the people who can speak Latin, which is still very few, actually, when you think about that. That's a really good
1: question. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, Okay. If I could think of another good question, you know, I'm always... um, Do you see yourself in a better situation than where you are now five years from now? Or are you already in a good situation? That's a deep question because you have to I think, mean, am I happy 100% where I'm at in life versus where I would be five years from now in life?
0: Oh, in other words, do you think, in other words, I think you're asking if I think I'll be in a better place five years from now than today, right?
1: Yes. yes Correct?
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, here's a very, it's a very deep question with quite a shallow and direct answer. There are, there are very few okay. things, there are very few things that we can say are true, but one thing, one thing that people have never been able to do perfectly is predict the future. So I know for a fact that I cannot predict the future because no one has. So therefore, it's not fair for me to pass judgment and say, "Well, I, w- I would or would or will be better off in five years." Well, it's all relative. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't know about the pandemic. You know, I didn't know about you know blah 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 blah. Yeah. So yeah. you know, the fact is. I, I don't know. I hope God willing that I personally am continuing to find success five years from now and beyond. I, all I can say is hope so, but I know I'm not going to predict the future.
1: Yes, yeah, true. It's true. Now, when I look at the world, I'm, yeah. I'm a more, I'm like you a little pessimistic because when I look at the bu- the book of revelations, almost everything it says in there, <laughs> it's starting to come to fruition. You know what I'm yeah. mean? like? I don't, where we're going with this. I don't know if this pandemic with these prices, but what I do know is we're gonna have to keep our faith. We're gonna have to hold on to substance. It's only gonna get it looks like it's only gonna get worse from here.
0: Absolutely downhill from here. But of course Eden Eden the wise you have done an absolutely magnificent spiritual just just grandiose episode as always if you can if you can ask me now i i really want you to really want you to climb all the way up on top of that pulpit look all the way in the back row make sure everyone's awake for this question if you can ask me only one question to really make me sweat to see if i'm worth my salt as a podcaster what to what do you ask aaron richmond
1: Uh, if i had to put your feet to the fire if i said you know what i'm gonna grill him I got. I got. If I can make you stutter, this would be the goal. Do you truly, and I mean truly, do you truly accept your religion one hundred percent? Have any doubts? Are there mm-hmm. any holes in the cracks? Do you ever wake up one night and say, "What if"? I'm going to put this in this perspective. What if I found out at the end of the rainbow that I've been be- that I've been tricked? There was never God, there was never Jesus. This this book that was written. One day you you found out this was pure fact. You found out that everything you read in this book was a lie. This book was written by some guy named George. Fifteen hundred years ago, he just wrote it, through it in a mountain somewhere. Somebody found it, and now <laughs> all of us are. And let me. I'm gonna put some doubt in your mind before I, and you answer this question. What if you found out? and I always test Christians like this. When you read the book, when they talked about the the Baals and, and, and blood sacrifices, right? What if you found out they were talking about Jesus the entire Old Testament when they kept going to their wicked ways and going back to blood sacrifice and said, so, well, he was a blood sacrifice. He sacrificed himself for your sins and that's where the Baal religion came from. So have you ever woke up <clears throat> and doubted your religion at some point in your life, ever, the question it? No. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like, okay. I like no. No,
0: right. and I'm going to tell you why. No, because I have two things to say. No, because okay. the universe is far too large, expansive, and beautiful for religion to be a lie.
1: However, you No, know, that how- is the answer I give people when they ask me the same thing. It's too much in the world. When you look at other worlds, yeah, and, and I'm not going to elaborate more. I've had dreams specifically of other places. I was shown a lot of things in my dreams. So, you know, for me, it was like, there's no way this is a coincidence. There's no way you can't explain to me that there's no such thing as what I read. Because, you know, who thought of this? The tree, the water, the rivers, the clouds, they're all symmetrically, perfectly drawn up. They do their jobs, and they're so perfect that only a godlike person, and I I talk to atheists this way, only a godlike person could have created such a thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to accept the Big Bang Theory, because even if you try to throw that out there, how did the Big Bang Theory symmetrically make every single tree act in the way it's supposed to act? you know, providing oxygen, growing the way it is. There's no way in the world that that was not done by who we portray as God. Regardless if you say Allah, God, whoever, there's no way that does not exist. If they say, oh, well, you know, it just happened. No, there's no way. It's too big of a world. Even when you look at other worlds that I was fortunate to see, there's just no way that you can convince me that there is no such thing as what we consider God you know people can argue Jesus and not Mm -hmm. not not for what he did for just his name you know saying we look at the Jewish faith we look at the Hebrew language there is no letter J so we do realize his name wasn't exactly Jesus you know saying in the in the Judaism you know again I've talked to a lot of people in the Judaism faith they say They call him Yahshua, you know what I'm saying? Because there was no J in the English language. So whoever translated that book, you know, so so, so, so the best argument they can have is, well, his name wasn't maybe exactly Jesus, you know what I'm saying? that you can call him that because it's the English, you know, it's your English translate. So Mm -hmm. I don't think you'll be punished for that. But there's no way someone wrote a perfect, that, you know, I, I, I plan on writing a book and I could never write a book as perfect as the Bible. That would just be no way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely magnificent
0: conversation. Learned a lot, loved every word that came out of your mouth. And I hope that the listeners at home listen and internalize and, and, and digest every, every, every ingredient of your wisdom. I hope they eat it up because it's exactly what the world needs. Thank you so much. God bless you yeah. from, the, from my heart to yours. No problem. Thank you. Well, good. Okay. <laughs> Glad it wasn't a problem either because, you know, that, this is quite a task coming to some guy's podcast for an hour. Um, but, of course, if someone wants to get in touch with you, Eden the Wise, how would they go about getting in touch with you?
1: Uh, I, you can hit me up on Facebook, uh, Edwin Franklin on Facebook. I have a YouTube. Master Eden uh, is my YouTube name uh i do have an instagram uh, eden the wise if you see the yin yang symbol with fire and ice that's me you know i always have the fire uh, awesome. and ice yin, so, yin yang symbol so good
0: so good so good well we're gonna you guys you can click the link in the description thanks so much everyone for listening eden the wise thank you for joining us do you know how we end do you know how we end the episodes of aaron's opinion here how do we do that Oh, I, I was hoping you were gonna you were gonna walk me out. That's why you did such a great job. I'll do it. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you. Ne- we'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves. God bless you all. And and help one person today. Help one million people tomorrow. You've been listening to Eden's sermon, and once again, my name is Aaron Richmond, and that was another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion. The podcast for blind people, where we definitely spoke about critical issues in the blindness community, and of course, critical issues in our spiritual lives and God and the universe and all of that. Uh, once again, I want to just go over some, uh, you know, contact information here. Okay, to get in touch with Aaron's opinion, Aaron's opinion six at gmail dot com, You may also want to join the Aaron's Opinion Podcasting Community on Facebook. So go to Facebook, and that is simply a Facebook group. It's a public one. Aaron's Opinion Podcasting Community. Great group. Um, And things like that. You can also go to Aaron's Opinion Podcast on Facebook as well and follow the page and like the page there. That would be very helpful. Follow on Twitter. Um, don't forget more and more and more of you are liking these episodes on YouTube. Um, so, uh, so keep liking, keep sharing. It's very important to like the videos and share them. That really does help when you like it, it. YouTube sends it off to the next person who, you know, you never know that person might really need to need to hear the story. I also want to take this time to thank, uh, any and all networks who are broadcasting and playing Aaron's opinion once a week. Thank you so much. And of course, a huge, a huge thank you and a huge, uh, well, sense of appreciation and, and gratitude, of course. Eden the Wise, thank you for providing me with knowledge and spirituality. And it's just so healthy to sit down and have a conversation and talk about things that are serious and talk about things that are helpful. And that's really why I enjoy talking to you. Is everything we were talking about was serious. But it was helpful and positive, and I learned a lot from you. And I, I really enjoyed the experience. Really enjoyed the conversation with you, Eden the Wise. Blessings to you. I really mean it. Um, yeah, and just we have so many troubles in the world today. We have so much uncertainty. Eden, you really, you really helped. You know, you never, you never ever know. You know, sometimes people really need. To hear these stories of 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 inspiration, um, it, it really it really 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 helps people. All right. Um, so yeah, just thank you, Eden the Wise. I also want to take this time and say thank you to all you listeners from all over the world. You know, we know that we're expanding every day. Thank you, um, and uh, just keep listening, keep liking, keep keep sharing. Um, another another interesting feature, you know. Um, I believe on Spotify, which is the primary uh, podcasting podcasting tool these days, or podcasting, you know, platform. I believe you can even go to my page, and, and there's a little community prompt that asks you, "What do you think of this episode?" Hey, you know, uh, I don't know if you realize, but if you if you give a comment, if you write, you know, type out a question for me in that community field. Um, that would that would really help to push Aaron's opinion further. If you really want to help Aaron's opinion, you know, comment below on Spotify, in the community, um, along with rating us, uh, giving a five star rating, along with a review where you would be able to sit down and type out a review saying why you listen to Aaron's opinion and, and and what you learned from it. You know, what why why our podcast here on Aaron's opinion is. Um, or is not of value. You know, that, that is taken very seriously. All right. So you can do all those things if you like. Thanks for listening, everybody from all over the world. Stay safe out there. Eden the wise. Uh I, I wish you the very I I, I I only send you good vibes, good blessings to you, from your Jewish friend to to your to your church. I you know, I was um I'm actually Not that anybody needs to know this, or not that this is actually, well, it probably is obvious at this point, but I'm sitting here right now, and it's not the same day when I actually recorded the episode, so I think you, Eden, I think you were mentioning that actually you oftentimes use a synagogue to conduct your meetings and services, so that's all, that is all, that is all very, all very good, all right? Well, take care of yourselves out there, everybody. Uh, Stay safe out there. And I'm glad that you enjoyed Eden's Eden's sermon, and um, absolutely. From you know, just keep keep up keep up your great work. Keep helping people. Keep giving people knowledge. Keep getting into podcasts yourself, Eden. Eden, you would be a great podcaster, by the way. You really would. And uh, don't forget, don't forget, you should publish a book too. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Blessings to all, and I wish you all around the world the very best of health very best of success. Keep podcasting. Keep listening. Stay safe out there. All right. My name's Aaron Richmond. You've been listening to the Aaron's Opinion Podcast. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place, as we like to say here. You all at home are probably saying it right right now. You're saying it to yourselves. So you know how we like to end. Take care, everybody. See you next week. Help one person today. Help one million people tomorrow.